0: Alright, so the media are the storytellers. The media is the raconteur. The media delivers messages uh, on behalf, well, to the public. But the media gets into trouble when they speak truth to power. That could be the case with a an Ethiopian journalist. We're going to find out more about her story uh, because there's huge publicity today, not just on air, but I think around the world to create, well, to bring attention to her plight. One thousand days Uh, in prison. Sue Valentine with me from the Africa Program, well, the Africa Program Coordinator. Sue, good uh, chatting to you. Hi. Good morning, Ashraf. Good morning, indeed. Tell me, uh, who are we talking about and and what's the story here?
1: Well, Ria Telemu is a young Ethiopian woman. She's 33 years old um, and she, she was a teacher but also a newspaper columnist in Ethiopia. And in 2011, as the Arab Spring rolled out uh, across North Africa. A lot of journalists in Ethiopia were talking about what this might mean for their own country, were, we're looking at the state of, of their society, their democracy, the lack of uh, democracy and opposition voices. And she was writing about this in her columns. She was interviewing different people from across the political spectrum, and particularly those from opposition groups, as as one would as a journalist. And she was uh, charged in, with terrorism for, under very Ethiopia's very broad anti-terrorism laws, uh, which uh, I think many South Africans will be, will be familiar with what that means when you label opposition terrorists, uh, as, as happened so often here under apartheid. And Riyadh interviewed opposition voices, and she was charged as aiding and abetting terrorism. She was sentenced to 14 years in prison. This was back to, to, in 2011, 2012. And uh, that sentence she appealed and it was reduced to five years. And today marks 1,000 days of that five-year sentence. Wow. Uh, and it's, uh, it's sad and ironic. It's the middle of, of uh, Women's Month uh, internationally and that, that she finds herself in this situation. Uh, and that there has been so little movement on the part of the Ethiopian government to address uh, the injustice of her detention, along with a number of other journalists. I should add, she's not the only one, um, and also she is, uh, is suffering from breast cancer and needs uh, much better treatment than she's currently receiving. All right. Uh, so, with, with,
0: yeah. So, so from your point of view, then. Uh, you know w- what's the story is the story to you know from from african media to to bring attention to it obviously but but clearly what you want ultimately is to get her released isn't it
1: Yes certainly um you know I work for the committee to protect journalists. We operate globally and uh, our job is to to draw attention to uh, what happens when journalists are silenced uh, and ultimately our concern is what happens to uh you know how how societies can function when journalists are silenced um and so yes we want people to be aware of it I think particularly as South Africans uh, where we benefited for the world's attention on the situation in in this country in the in the dark day mm-hmm. and that South Africans should be aware of other African journalists and the challenges that they're facing so it's awareness and then it's to encourage people who might engage with the ET in any shape or form, to actually not be silent and complicit and to ask what is the state of journalism in that country and why are journalists in jail? And a young 33-year-old woman is uh, defiantly uh, refusing to sign any uh, admission of guilt which would possibly uh, um, lead to her release. And she remains in jail, but uh, we believe unjustly so.
0: Alright 91104207 anybody familiar with the name uh, Riota Lemu um, and wish to comment about the fact that you're spending 1,000 days in prison at the same time talking about the plight of journalists who really play a, a critical role in asking the type of questions that are important. But in some countries, it gets them into serious, serious trouble, as is the case here with um, Riyata Alemu. 34701 if you wish to SMS me. And you can tweet at Ashraf Ghanda. If you're also tweeting, use the hashtag media show. Just by the way, I ask the question about the, the South African media. Uh, The Practical Guide to South African Media Law uh, that we had a chat about last week and I said if you want to win the book you can SMS me to a different number. It's 34766. 34766. I want to know who's the author, the co-author that I interviewed Last week, you need to tell me the name of the person and put on your name, uh, where you stay in terms of town or city, and what work you do as well. 34766 is that special competition line SMS number. Do it right now, we'll give away three books and I'll give you those winners, uh, pretty shortly. Okay, then back to the more serious issue now of highlighting the plight of Riota Alemo. So, Sue, you know. You made the point that, you know, different countries have different laws regarding uh, journalists. And we know in South Africa, it certainly used to happen a lot before. Uh, and obviously, she's now been, been labeled. Has there been, you know, besides media, has there been government pressure, African Union pressure, uh, anything you can tell us?
1: Yes, there has been some. Uh, the special rapporteur for freedom of expression for the African Union, who is, in fact, South African Pandit Lakula, has brought this attention, brought this issue to the attention of Ethiopian authorities. Uh, she, in fact, was there earlier this year, met with Riyadh father, who's actually a lawyer, but he may not act on his daughter's behalf. He, he's, he's there to her dad. Um, and Tansy uh, Glakula has, has spoken with Ethiopian authorities, but uh, we haven't seen much movement. Um, I should say, though, that there is... I think it's the importance of sustaining attention and pressure. Once again, as we know in South Africa, the effectiveness of the of a consistent demand for for justice and democracy. Um, and in the case of Riyadh, in fact, last year, because she was the prison guards deemed her to be too cheeky at one point, they threatened her with solitary confinement and to remove her study privileges. Uh, the Committee to Protect Journalists we wrote a letter. Other organizations as well made the point you know this is outrageous that this should happen we're aware of it, uh, and the solitary confinement wasn't imposed, and the study privileges were were allowed so it's about you know I think we all behave a bit better when people are watching us, and so that's our that's the best we can do at the moment is to continue to ask more and more people to watch and to speak out and to maintain a vigilance and to document as the Committee to Protect, to protect Journalists does, mm-hmm. to document what is happening to journalists uh, around the world, but in this case in Ethiopia, where, where Riyadh is one of six or seven other journalists um, serving prison sentences, uh, supposedly okay. for under these very broad anti-terrorism. Well, right, besides
0: laws. The, the recommendations or the, or the pressure from people like Pensi Tlakula in, t- in terms of her position regarding media in Africa, you know, is there any light at the end of the tunnel? I mean, do, do you have a sense... Being closer to the ground than I am, that uh, you may come back to me in a couple of weeks or months and say, actually, we have some very, very good news.
1: I certainly hope so. Uh, I'm not sure if it's, if, it's, if it's weeks. I suspect it's months. Riya um, really needs medical attention. So whether the Ethiopian government could find it in themselves to to grant her some sort of medical pardon, um, or that's the, the you know the, the sustained annoyance of being criticized because ethiopia is making great strides economically it's one of those you know african giants that get cited in terms of development in indicators uh, the, the great improvements that have been made but at this level of of human rights uh, you know freedom of speech uh, the right of journalists to, to document what's going on it's it's really lagging far far behind
0: now how much more can you tell us about her because you know I'm afraid to say I think for for many for many South africans uh we do have this sort of insular sense of life here uh they would have no idea who we're talking about. you know how, how much more in terms of her work do do we know about besides the fact that she's she's written um about about politicians and things in her country in ethiopia look she
1: she was a teacher so she's young she's thirty three so she she was a teacher. Um, she has taken to, to writing because she, she is outspoken and, and she's a, a columnist, um, and she is clearly a, an extremely courageous woman. When she was first detained, uh, the interrogators wanted to, tried to coerce her to sign a false confession and, and implicate uh, other co-defendants, which she refused, and that is why she got this really harsh sentence of 14 years, which was pushed back on appeal. Um, she was the winner last year of UNESCO's World Press Freedom Award, um, so she's been recognised by, by UNESCO and the global community. Uh, the International Women's Media Foundation uh, awarded her the Courage in Journalism Award uh, last year, and um, you know she's, she's she's just another she's just another journalist, but not just another journalist. She is she is a you know a proud Ethiopian, demanding that her country. Should allow freedom of expression and uh, should be listening to to opposition voices uh, in the hope of, I think, uh, as as most journalists seek to do, of trying to improve the conditions in which people live.
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, um, it's great that you brought it to our attention. If you didn't, we wouldn't know. It's as simple as that. Uh, And and keep us posted, so I think it's very important. Absolutely. Many thanks. Pleasure. Now, Now, if people need to know more about it, besides you and I talking, is there a website you can direct them to? Is there a Twitter handle? Is there something to follow? Especially today being 1,000 days of her imprisonment. Sue? I think we've lost Sue. Pretty. Okay. Hopefully we'll, we'll try and connect. Maybe I'll, I'll get, uh, in fact, uh, Lutando is just trying to see if she can connect back with her. Sue, we have you back on the line. Yes, yes, yes you do. Okay. I was asking you, yeah, especially today being 1,000 days, what's being planned You know, ar- around uh, this continent and maybe elsewhere? Is there a special uh, social media hashtag to follow or anything else that, that I can direct people to?
1: Yes, there is. Uh, if you look for, for hashtags for Faria for Telemo uh, under women, uh, you'll find that the International Women's Media Foundation is running a petition uh, so that's IWNF, if you looked at their website, you would uh, be able to link to a petition. We had a, a huge thunderclap appeal uh, earlier this year when it was her 33rd birthday in jail. So we we decided not to repeat that. But the International Women's Media Foundation um, has a petition. Uh, you can find that on their website, and uh, you know look on look on Twitter and CPJ's website www.cpj.org. Uh, you will find information about her. And there's also, I will send you a link. There's a, a really good Al Jazeera video about the situation, uh, about Riyadh and about other European okay, that, journalists. That's great. So if you can do that, there. tweet
0: tweet the link to me at uh, on my Twitter handle, at Ashraf Garada. And if you can post it on my Facebook fan page, it's absolutely great as well. So great will chatting be, thank to you. It. Thanks for your time. And hopefully when we chat again, we'll have even better news uh, about uh, Riyadh al Thanks so much. Absolutely. Let's it. hope so. Thank Indeed. you. Thank you.